What If World is supported by our sponsors and by listeners like you on Patreon. Did you know we love podcasts with mythical monsters, heroes, and gods? One of our favorites is Live from Mount Olympus, an adventure podcast for tweens and families of all ages. The new season tells a story of war, fate, friendship, betrayal, a heist, and a titan who played with fire. You don't want to miss the myth of Prometheus. Tune in to Live from Mount Olympus wherever you get your podcasts. What if kittens break the clock and spiel? What if unicorns were real? What if you could fly or travel back in time? We welcome you to What If World. What If World. This is What If World. Hey there, folks, and welcome back to What If World, the show where your questions and ideas inspire off-the-cuff stories. I'm Mr. Eric, your host, and today we've got a question from Samuel E. Hello, Mr. Eric and all of What If World. I'm Samuel, and I'm almost 11 in Chicago, Illinois. I like karate and ducks, and my word of question is what if Alabaster Zero and Petey the Pirate were first to go on a mission together? Thanks. Bye. Oh man, I can't believe I've never paired up Alabaster and Petey. Now we've also got a patron question from Zoe, and it is about Alabaster Zero, but uh, I'll tell you about it at the end. But first, I'll tell you about Evie. Thanks, Cat. Evie's got two sisters, Elsie and Ada. She loves playing with her friends, Lego, coloring, and going for drives to listen to What If World. Very cool. I'm also meowing out Stuart, age eight, and his brother Malcolm. They love their three crazy cats, Nori, Agate, and Whiplash. Pika Snow. Oh, hi, Pika Snow. You've never done a shout out before. Peace Snow. Pika Peace Snow Snow. Oh, uh, uh, yes, I'll, I'll translate. Pika Snow. Pika Snow. Peace Snow. Is shouting out Alice Jones Lynn from Cork, Ireland. And her cat Peepus, which means squeaky because he meows a lot. Let's not forget Caleb, age seven, and his sister Lenia. Oh, my friend Dylan. She asked for me specifically to give her a shout-out. Well, thank you, Dylan, Lania, Caleb, Alice Jones, Malcolm, Stuart, Ada, Elsie, and Evie. Now let's find out what if Alabaster Zero and Petey the Pirate were forced to go on a mission together. Plus our patron question from Zoe that we'll hear about later. We'll start your story right after a quick break. Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the chart-topping family road trip trivia podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages, teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. 
Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery from butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts or at sciencepodcastforkids.com. Alabaster Zero was so excited to be walking down the dock that led him to Petrina the Pirate's ship. If you didn't know, knitting is one of Alabaster's favorite pastimes, and Petrina is his teacher, as well as his friend. Alabaster stood at the base of the plank that would lead him on to Petrina's ship. He cupped his hands over his mouth and shouted in a very authoritarian voice, Petrina the Pirate, put down your knitting and come out with your hands up so I can measure you for a sweater. (laughs) But who should appear at the other end of the gangplank? Well, you know. It was Petey the Pirate. You're sorry, Detective Zero. I think we must have gotten our calendars crossed. Oh, that's okay, Mr. the Pirate. Uh, Is your grandma home? Hey, she's not my grandma. I mean, she's practically raised me. So if anything, she's more of a maternal figure. Oh, oh, sorry, Petey. Sorry, Alabaster. I'm afraid this is all my fault. Petrina walked up to the deck of her ship with a twinkle in her eye. Oh, it seems I agreed to fix up Petey's ship today and totally forgot that you and I had plans to knit alabaster. Oh, but it's Knit Tuesday. All petty made a mess of things, eh? Here, well, sorry, alabaster, but I was here first, and my ship really does need a fixin'. Oh, that's true, and it'll take me all day, so, um... You know, I just had a totally spontaneous idea, said Petrina slyly. Why don't you two boys spend the day together? Totally spontaneous, Petrina. You've never mixed up a date in your life. Well, there's a first time for everything, no? And listen, I absolutely love being your friend-slash-mother-slash-grandmother figures. But don't you two think it'd be nice to have a friend your own age? I have plenty of friends. And just because Verilis is a few hundred years old, and Tabby Tallulah's only two... Oh, and I'm friends with Potty the Pirate, if I recall. And when was the last time you and Potty hung out? Yeah, where's uh, 174 episodes ago, give or take. Oh, clearly you two have all the friends you need. You know, it's too bad, said Petrina, reaching for the inside pocket of her long coat with just the hint of a smile. I had a very important mission to send you two on, but I guess I'll just have to find another pirate and detective I can trust. There's no detective more trustworthy than me, and you're the only other pirate for miles around. Oh, well, if, if, if you two wouldn't mind... I demand you give us this mission. I'm insulted you'd even think to give it to another pirate and detective. Okay, if you two insist. And Petrina pulled out an envelope of thick, tea-colored paper. 
The contents of this letter are very special, and I need you two to find some place safe to keep it. Some place far from here, maybe even as far as, oh, say, Alabaster Zero's house. Yar, I don't want to leave me ship behind. Oh, I think she's onto something, Petey. There's no place safer in my fortress of detectitude. That is definitely not a word, Alabaster. That's detectitude, Alabaster, to you. Alabaster and Petey were walking down a long and winding path that would lead them back to the detective's house. Well, but Trina's a pretty smart pirate. If she put us on this mission together, she must think we've got at least something in common. Well, we both insisted on holding this envelope. And indeed, the two of them were walking side by side, each with a hand on a different end of the envelope. Hmm, I'm not sure that counts. Well, we must both like pirating. I like the idea of pirates, but I think stealing is bad, so... Yarg. Not all pirates steal. I mean, that's kind of what the verb actually means. Well, do all detectives detect? Yes, we do. Yar, yar, you would, wouldn't you? Well, I'm also very interested in real estate. Real estate? Yar. Me other nickname is Peter the Realtor. Well, I'm more interested in cats than real estate. Cats? Surely you mean dogs. I got enough dogs working around the fur force. They rounded a bend, feeling a little crestfallen, wondering if this whole day was going to be a big mistake. Okay, 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 okay. After pirating, detecting, real estate, and cats, let's each say what our next favorite thing is. Sure, I guess, but it's really two things, and I kind of like them both equally. Fine, let's say our next two favorite things on the count of three. So do we say it right when we say the word three? Or is there like a beat? I thought maybe the three would be silent and implied and we'd say it then. But then we're only counting to two. You're right, you're right. It's count to three out loud. And then, instead of saying four, we'll say our two favorite things. <sighs> if we were meant to be friends, this wouldn't be so hard. Oh, there's something we agree on. A one, a two, a three. Karate and karate. What did you say? What was that? Karate. Ducks and karate? Ducks? No No way. way. Yeah, I'm so good at karate. I can, like, cut paper in half, but from the thin side, you know? So you end up with, like, two skinnier sheets of paper. Nah, I don't believe it. Yar, you should believe it. I did it once with toilet paper. I chopped it right out of the air. And then there was a whole other piece of TP, only half as thick. Yar, you're talking about two-ply. Nuh-uh. Well, then prove it. Make this envelope into two envelopes, said Petey the Pirate, pulling Petrina's envelope away and tossing it into the air. Easy. Alabaster quickly shifted into a guarding stance and struck the falling envelope with a swift chop. It seemed to burst open and something green flew out and started floating away on the wind. Oh, grab it, grab it. Alabaster and Petey ran after the floating green thing, snatching, grabbing, kicking, pulling, falling over each other, trying to get it. Yeah, getcha, said Alabaster. He inspected the green paper that had fallen out of the envelope. My P, 
Speedy, you're not gonna believe this. Why wouldn't I believe it? I'm looking at it right now. It's a hundred dollar bill. Yeah, I know. I, I saw it while we were trying to grab it out of the air earlier. And it's all mine. Nyar! We both found it. But I chucked the envelope open. But I dared you to. But I won it. Well, when you think about it, it's actually Patrina's, remember? Oh, right. Yar, yar, it's Patrina's. Our mission was to protect it. Oh, we failed our mission. Or did we? An alabaster carefully slipped the hundred-dollar bill into the inside pocket of his dungaree jacket. The contents of the envelope are still safe. That was our mission. You're right, Alabaster. And I know just how to keep that $100 bill safe. Pirate style. Petey the Pirate was merrily burying the $100 bill in Alabaster Zero's backyard. Petey, shouldn't we, like, deposit it in the bank for her? Then it'd be safe and collecting interest. Oh, silly landlubber. Buried money collects interest faster than any other kind of money. And he patted down the last shovel full of dirt. See? Aren't you interested more already? So, you sell people houses, but you have no idea how money works, huh? Just then, a little green shoot sprouted out from where they just buried the money. What was that? The little green shoot sprouted and grew and branched out. Um, Petey, is this what normally happens when you bury things? I don't know. This is my first time burying real treasure. You've gotta be kidding me. And suddenly a mighty tree was growing up right beneath their feet. Its trunk was so thick and its branches were so wide that it caught up Petey and Alabaster, who found themselves clinging for dear life. I never earned my burying badge. (laughs) I was just trying to impress you. Oh, well, I'm so impressed. Now that I'm stuck in a tree, a hundred feet off the ground. Oh, thank goodness. Because frankly, I'm terrified. (sighs) All right, listen. I'm going to use my karate on this tree trunk to chop it in half. And then after the top half falls, we'll slide down it to safety. Oh, I don't know, Alabaster. This grew from what was in the envelope. So I think we've got to keep this tree safe. worthless tree. And Alabaster gave the tree a little thump with the bottom of his fist. And a bunch of leaves fell down on the two of them. But they didn't feel quite like normal leaves. Alabaster, are you seeing what I'm seeing? Alabaster held up one of the rectangular leaves. It had a lot of symbols on it, and a number as well. One hundred. I think this is... Alabaster, I think this is... A money tree. We're the richest people in the world. Well, thank you for including me this time. I mean, that bill should have been compost. This is absolutely impossible. Not necessary. Did you say necessary? Yaram, 
I'm actually getting a little hungry. Yeah, me too. Do you have any any snacks on you? Well, I have plenty of snacks in my pack, which I left right on the ground uh, when I pulled the shovel out of it. Um, are we stuck in this tree? Um, hi. You two are stuck up here, huh? Said a little brown duck, landing lightly on the branch beside them. You're quite the detective, responded Alabaster. Um, you're too big. I can't really get you down. Could you fly me up a couple of tuna fish sandwiches from me pack? Oh, tuna fish? Uh, sure. And the duck dove down toward the ground far below. They were gone for a little while, and Alabaster's stomach grumbled. That duck's not coming back. This whole mission's been a disaster. Yar, what good's all of the money in the world if you can't spend it? Pfft, I don't even know why people care about money so much. My two dads had plenty of money, but I still had it pretty rough. Oh, really? Try sleeping on the deck of a ship for your whole childhood, eating barnacle sandwiches with hardtack bread. <sighs> Sorry, I... I never knew. Everyone in our crew worked day and night trying to make ends meet. Oh, what we would have done for a money tree. I'm sorry. I guess I thought people shouldn't worry about money because uh, I've never had to. Well, I accept your apology. But the duck's gonna owe us an apology too if he's not back with our tuna sandwiches soon. And there was the duck right on cue. If not on schedule. Uh, you know, I looked all through that pack, and I only found six tuna fish sandwiches. Yeah, I made six for the road, just like Patrina taught me. Well, she should have taught you to make seven. What are you saying, Duck? Hey, my name's Farfall, because I wear this bow tie, and because I like diving. Mm. Farfall, would you mind falling far and going and snatching up some of those sandwiches? I already did. And where are they? I ate them. I'm very full, by the way. Thank you very much. Oh, Farfall, I will pay you any amount of money for just one bite of sandwich. That's so generous of you. Okay. Uh, uh, um, you know what? Actually, I think we're gonna change our mind on that. Oh, never mind, my friend Alabaster. His dads were so rich that he never had to eat a half-digested tuna fish sandwich coughed up from a duck's belly. Well, la-dee-da. He must have had it made. It wasn't like that. I mean, sure, one of my dads was a doctor, but <laughs> the other was a detective. So. <laughs> There, that's about five of the six sandwiches. Should be plenty for you two. Farfall, you've given me an idea. Oh, good. I want you to go gather all the ducks you've ever known. Okay. And Farfall flew off again. Pedia, you don't think we should be putting our trust in this duck? No, no. But the one thing you can always trust a duck to do is follow their belly. And with that... Petey picked up the pile of partially puked up sandwiches and spread them around the nearby branches. Soon a whole flock of ducks had gathered in the tree around them. See, Alabaster, I told you the ducks had come. They're eating all the sandwiches. I just can't. Fellow ducks, you're all very much like pirates, and that you let nothing go to waste, and that you're willing to go to great lengths 
to keep your family fed. Well, I want you to take all of the loose leaves from this money tree and fly them off to the four corners of What If World. Um, why would we do that? Alabaster was wondering that too, but then he had an idea. For fall, when you knew we had this tuna up in this tree, which ducks did you tell about it? Well, I started by telling the hungriest ones. Exactly. We help each other out. That's what kind people do. And now you ducks can fly money to anyone in the world who needs it. And also get to keep some money for ourselves? Of course. You need to eat and take care of yourself too. The ducks all quacked among themselves for a minute. And Farfall finally spoke up. They want me to remind you that you are still stuck in a tree. I don't think our mission was to get out of this tree. Yar! I think our mission was to help these ducks. And now these ducks will take your bucks and go help other people. And maybe those people will help other people. And so on and so forth. Until someone helps us out of this tree. Oh, wonderful. So we're gonna wait until some theoretical person who's been helped by these buck ducks and their duck bucks decides to go looking for two people that they don't know are stuck in a tree. Oh, you are quite the detective, Alabaster. I, okay, I love the buck ducks. Don't get me wrong. But I'm gonna just help us out a little bit with the last part of this plan. And Alabaster pulled out his detective pen and pad, wrote a note, and handed it to Farfall with a whisper. Okay, see ya, said the duck, and flew off toward the horizon. So, Alabaster, I figure we'll need to have a few sleepovers in this tree before someone comes and saves us. Uh, okay. And seeing as our tuna fish sandwiches are all gone, we'll have to survive off of the fancy syrup that we sap out of this money tree. That sounds kinda yummy, but uh, I don't think that's gonna happen, Petey. Nar, 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 I get it, I get it. We've just been trapped in a tree together. He doesn't make us friends or anything. No, I mean it's not gonna happen because I sent a note to Petrina the pirate. And there she flew, captaining Petey's pirate ship. Now that she'd finished fixing it up. Your Petrina, you saved us. Oh dear, you two didn't happen to open that envelope, did you? Well, it's a long story. Yeah, involving karate and ducks. And regurgitated tuna fish sandwiches. Petrina the pirate extended a rope from the flying rocket pirate ship house. And Petey and Alabaster took turns climbing up it. Sound like you two had quite the day. You got that right, Petrina. And I think we're even gonna have a sleepover soon. Oh, you mean it, Alabaster? Of course I do, buddy. We've got to make sure we share out this money equitably. Oh, of course. Otherwise, we'll ruin What If World with crippling inflation. So you don't understand banks, but you do understand the many varied causes and effects of inflation. Oh, ho, ho, you two learned more than I'd bargained for. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, don't get it. The end. Zoe and Samuel E., I hope you enjoyed your story. Zoe's question, if you hadn't guessed, was what if Alabaster Zero found $100 and buried it and grew a money tree? Folks at home, we've set up our new Threadless page. 
There's all kind of merch, from t-shirts to masks, mugs, pillows, socks, shoes, stickers, magnets, you name it. Featuring some of your favorite What If World characters. And you can check it out at whatifworld.threadless.com. And if you'd like to hear What If World ad-free, getting your episodes released a day early, and getting a higher chance of having your questions answered, check us out at patreon.com slash whatifworld. I'd like to thank Karen O'Keefe, my co-creator, Craig Martinson for our theme song, Anna Stretku for all our new artwork, and all you kids at home who know that while money can't buy everything, it's still important that everyone has enough so they can stay healthy and safe. And until we meet again, keep wondering. friends. Are you looking for a new podcast? Maybe something you can share with your littles? Something that has some storytelling in it? Well, then look no further. We have Storytime with Philip and Mommy, where my son and I sit and discuss all the great books that you might love while we read them. So Little Golden Books, Berenstain Bears, and even the new classics like Bluey. We sit down, we read, we discuss, and we have so much fun doing it. Come and join us. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.